0: Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Lord be on my mind, be on my lips, and in my heart. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, "Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind?" Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sin. It is so that the works of God may be made made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground, made clay with the saliva, smeared the clay on his eyes, and said to him, Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, which means settled. And So he went and walked and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier, the beggar, said, Isn't this the one who used to sit in bed? Some said, it is, but others said, no, he just looks like him. He said, I am. And so they said to him, how were your eyes open? He replied, the man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. They said to him, Where is he? And he said, I don't know. They brought the one who had once been blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and now I can see. So, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinful man do such things? And there was a division among them. And so they said to the blind man again, what do you have to say about him since he opened your eyes? And he said, he is a prophet. Now, the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. And they asked them, Is this your son, whom you say was born blind? How does he see? The parents answered and said to him, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak from him for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, he is of age. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. But one thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. And so they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become His disciples too? And they ridiculed Him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, This is what is so amazing that you do not know where He is from. Then He opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. He have heard of it is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. And they answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and you are trying to teach us, and they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. He found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? And he answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have seen him. The one speaking with you is he. And he said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshiped him. And then Jesus said, I came into the world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no Now you are saying, We see. And so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. That is a long Gospel again. Last week, this week, next week. And. There are many, many, many things in this gospel. We can meditate upon it for years. Read commentaries, and I challenge you or welcome you to do that exercise. But I'm only going to be able to talk about Jesus. Theme is that Jesus is light, and that Jesus, or God, or the Holy Spirit, gives us sight. As God sees, this story has again many things, but one of the things it has the presentation of a trial, and it seems like Jesus is on trial between the Pharisees and this man, but it turns out they are on trial. Who recognizes who Jesus truly is, and this man? sight or understanding that Jesus grows from a man to a prophet, to the son of man, to Lord, and worships him. And so, he is saved by the sight that he receives from the one who saves God and his response to it. And so, other also, this passage is about the sacrament of baptism. So it's a miracle that really happened, But the way John tells the miracle, there's many things to learn. And when the man says that Jesus anointed my eyes, that's a clue that he's talking about sacraments. And so Jesus first takes clay, reminiscent of when we were created in Genesis from the clay or the dirt, and then sends the man to be washed in the pool of Siloam, which represents baptism. And so the anointing before baptism that we still do today and the waters of baptism gives us the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is it helps us to see differently. How often have you thought about that? I often think and know that in my life, I'm challenged to respond lovingly to the world and to people in my life. But more, other than that, God also wants to give us a gift to see the world differently as God sees the world so that we will respond also to that. Many examples. Famous example this line, I was blind, now I see, I was lost, I am found, from Amazing Grace, John Newman, the author, who was a slave trader and, while at sea, thought he was going to die in a storm, called out to God and believed that God saved him from that storm. Over the years, his faith progressed. And although he continued to be involved in the slave trade for a few years, as his sight was restored, he became an abolitionist and a priest who worked to free or work against the institution of slavery. I know in my own life, how about you? As I think back, there were times earlier on in my life where the Bible, the teachings of the church, practices of our faith looked very strange and I couldn't understand them. The Bible, when I first started looking at it, was like an advanced calculus textbook. And I couldn't break the code. But, by the grace of God, with continued attempts and prayer, God slowly and miraculously opened up Scripture to me, not perfectly, I'm still learning to see that I see things totally different. And I was able to look at my life and change. God wants to give us the gift of new eyesight. And I'm told that even when, if it was a human being, I read this on the internet, uh, one of the priests that I listened to, uh, a neurologist told me, that if someone who had been born blind really became cured. You could suddenly see, they still wouldn't know how to process the information. They wouldn't have the sense of depth perception. They would—they'd be knocking things over. They wouldn't know where things are close or far, even though they've learned objects to touch. They needed, would need to learn them to sight. And so too in our faith, it's a constant process, even after we have the gift of the Holy Spirit in baptism, to allow that Spirit to help us to see differently. And so today, I think that's the message. To ask God to help us to see as God sees. And I believe it starts with our own lives. It is a spiritual principle that God reveals to us in prayer, and sometimes lovingly or not lovingly through others, our faults. But God doesn't reveal our faults to us all at once, because that would overwhelm us. But over the years, little by little, He lets us see, and it becomes a challenge. What are we going to do about that? Are we going to ask for God's help to respond to what we now newly see as our faults, and to try to grow in God's grace and maturity? But as we do this in our life, our life changes look out at the world, I believe, and see sometimes not so much as a cruel world, a jungle, where it's only the strong survive, but a place of God's blessings, although there is problems, blessings still exist in the midst of the problem. And we look at our past lives, and our hurts, and our pains, and we might see that less as God's Punishment or the cruel world, and see it more and more as an opportunity to experience God's healing and grace. We may look at enemies, those we think hurt us or who truly did hurt us, and see that God wants us to forgive them. To see evildoers not as persons who are people themselves learning to speak, And we pray for their conversion. Our
1: stereotypes,
0: our prejudices, the ethnicity and religion, race, more and more with God's grace, those who fall away. And we look beyond those and see the person and try to understand their background. We look out at the world from creation and see it as exploit, but more as a gift from God that we're called to care for to pass down to the generation. Or we look out at the economy and our business world or our politics and see it less as this world in which we fight to survive to get the best for ourselves and see it as the human institutions that God will become the means of the distribution of all His gifts in a just manner so that all people have what it is they need to live a human life. Or we look at the stranger or the alien among us, the sick, the vulnerable, the aging, those with special needs the unborn, the poor, the homeless, refugees, those no matter what their sexual orientation, gender identity, whoever the alien or the stranger is in our midst, and we see them not as a problem to be solved or discarded, but as Christ's presence inviting us to serve and treat them with that infinite dignity as if they were Christ, so that we may honor Christ in all His creatures. So, it is a very different thing. Over the years, God gives us eyes to see as God sees. My favorite, one of my favorite musicians, Amy Grant, that's a beautiful song. You may have heard it. My father's eyes. And the idea is that he's taking a little child and uh, like in a stroller to the neighborhood. And you know how people come up and say, Oh, what a beautiful little baby. Looks just like you. She has your eyes. Amy Grant says, I pray that I have my father's eyes. My father in heaven. That I see with his compassion, his understanding, Beautiful prayer. And I challenge us today to make that prayer. God gives us new eyesight. And especially as we read the gospel, and pray with those Gospels, there are situations in the world that sometimes we respond to from our worldly point of view, our blindness. But then as we learn how Christ responds to them, we learn to see as God sees. Powerful prayer helpful image for me to have the sight that God has, to see others as God has. But be careful with he prays for. Because Jesus says, I am the light of the world and I am judgment. What he means by that is once you have been given this gift of sight to see as God sees, we are also then challenged to respond with love. God shows us. And so, let us pray that not only we have our Father's eyes to see God, but we have His love and care.